Welcome to Not The Way I Planned. I'm Carly Cash, and if you've ever found yourself thinking, this is not the way I thought my life would turn out, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll have inspiring interviews, plus tips and tricks to living your best life, even if it's not the life you planned. My guest today is Jenny Steinmetz. And we've been friends for a couple of years. And I just read a post that you wrote on your blog, thegooddaymom.com, that really impacted me. So I wanted to talk a little bit about finding happiness even without the happy ending. That's how you put it. And you've had quite the journey with infertility and, and you've endured four miscarriages specifically. And I think that miscarriage is one of those silent struggles that no one talks about, but you kind of spoke about it so beautifully in your blog. So I wanted to ask you, what did your dream family or your plan for kids look like in the beginning when you first got married? Um, You know, I think that, you know, that, that wedding day, Mm -hmm. you know, you just think, everything's going to be great all the time and you're so excited. And, um, I knew we were going to have a family. I knew our kids would be beautiful. Um, I just, I, I didn't think right away that it would be so hard, but, um, pretty early on, I started to guess that it wasn't going to be so easy. So you miscarried pretty quickly when you started to try Actually, no. Um, We tried for a couple of years before I had my first miscarriage, but... um, But you had infertility struggles because you tried for a couple of years. Yeah. There were just some things happening with my body that didn't quite make sense. And so I went to see... It had been about a year that we'd been trying and I went to see some doctors and um, didn't really get any good answers. And so... Just the longer time went on, the more I thought, okay, this is this is going to be a little more complicated than I thought. Mm-hmm. And then was that the, the part where you really started struggling inside or was it that first miscarriage that you went, oh, this is kind of breaking me down? Yeah, I think once I got pregnant that first time, I was like, okay. It's it. Yeah. This is it. Problem solved. All right. We got it. Um, and so it was so heartbreaking after, you know, over two years of trying to, to have a miscarriage and we had already told our families and we were excited and, um, went in for the ultrasound and yeah, they left the room and, and I didn't know what was going on, but I knew it couldn't be good. And, um, Mm. so at that point, um, I remember going to work and just kind of going through everyday things and just thinking nobody knows what I'm going through right now. Because like I said, it's something that we feel uncomfortable talking about. How do you announce to your office that you've suffered that kind of a loss? It's so personal. And I think that society for the most part, especially people that haven't experienced it, they kind of just toss it aside like, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but for someone who's going through it, it can feel like a big loss. Yeah. It felt huge, especially that first time. And, um, thankfully I had a boss 
that when I told her what was going on, she said, you need to go home. You need to take some time. So that was a huge blessing. But, you know, you can't stay home forever. And at work, you're not necessarily comfortable telling everyone and you don't Mm want to broadcast every struggle that you're going through. Like you're trying to get attention or, you know, be a martyr or something, you know, and so it's it's kind of a a balance. Like, how do you tell people what you're going through without um, having everybody pity you or like calling attention sure. to something that's that's really really difficult? Yeah. So I struggled with that that first miscarriage. Did you have with the people that you did tell? Did you have anybody that? kind of just shrugged it off or made you feel like it wasn't that big of a deal or that your emotions over it weren't valid? Um, I think at that point I was just so sensitive that really anything anybody said wasn't going to help me. Yeah. Um, and so even if their intentions were good. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and yes, there were people that kind of, I don't know that they meant it this way, but I kind of felt like maybe they were blaming me a little bit like, well, maybe you should have done this or maybe you should have done that. Um, And so I, I really took that hard, like, oh, this was my fault. Right. And you spoke about that in your blog, which, Mm -hmm. you know, from my perspective, I read that and I'm like, of course, it's not your fault. But I think that we tend to take a lot of different challenges that life throws at us and some, Mm -hmm. some of them are by our choice and and things that we probably could have made different choices over and had control. But with something like this, you know, 99% of the time, it's not anything that the woman has done. Why do you think you blamed yourself or what was going through your mind? Um, I think I just felt sort of betrayed by my body. Right. And um, I just felt a lot of shame about that. And where I'm at now, after going through this four times, I realize, in a sense, it's not my fault, but I like to think of it as, well, it could be because I'm not perfect and I can't know everything. And so, like with this miscarriage, there were some signs that my hormones were out of balance. I could have gone to the doctor and probably should have to talk to him about that. And it might've prevented this miscarriage. So I'm taking steps to get my hormones back into balance again. Um, and it could have also been a virus that, that I got, um, you know, from, from someone who brought their sick kid to church and I, I got sick and, and that he said that virus could have attacked the baby and, and caused the miscarriage. And so, you know, it's really easy to blame yourself or to blame somebody else, but it really just does, you know, good. And that's what it comes down to is that, yeah, you could have done things differently and yeah, there could have been things that, that maybe should have been different, but, but we're not, we're not perfect. No, none of us are perfect. Well, and one of the big points that I want to get across with my whole not the way I plan project is that sometimes those mistakes or the things that we go through shape who we become and and they're Mm -hmm. there for a reason. I mean, it's hard to say when you suffer something like a miscarriage 
or a death and say that happened for a reason. Because I know that a lot of people will be like, I don't see anything good that came out of that loss. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have a friend whose mom passed away. And I remember saying to her, well, there's, there's gotta be blessings in your loss. And she said, no, nothing good has come from it. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, all of these different struggles that we go through, if we approach them the right way and think about them, we take away the shame piece and we say like, okay, yeah, maybe I could go back and I could have done Mm -hmm. something different that would change the outcome. Yeah, sure. But I can't go back in the past. So what did I learn from this experience? How can I move forward? How did it change the way that I see other people and what they're going through? And how can we start connecting? Yes, yes. That's what I take from it is just instead of feeling all of this shame about it and yeah. blaming myself or anybody else for, you know, what they've said or done, um, just trying to grow from it and and really look at it as an opportunity to help other people, but also just appreciate what I do have even more. Yeah. Isn't it amazing when you go through something like that where all these things that you took for granted before, mm-hmm. you just cherish them, you know? Yes. You really do. And there's nothing else that can make you have that appreciation than than the loss of something. You can't really gain it any other way. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that because the truth is having kids, it wasn't like everything was okay. That was so eye-opening to me because it was actually as big a struggle as the infertility, becoming a mom. Yeah. And those little kids, I had two really close together and uh, I was just thinking like, I'm supposed to be happy. Right. Um, So I'm, I'm really grateful for that struggle before because- it it taught me how to go through something hard, but um, also if I didn't have that, I think maybe motherhood could have been even bigger mm-hmm. of a struggle for me. Um, so, you know, on those hard days, I could always look back and say, you know, this is what I wanted and, and I, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. So you did end up getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you had a couple of your kids really close together. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. That was such a surprise because I had had three miscarriages over a period of about five years. And we'd been told by a couple of doctors that they didn't really know how to help us and we might never have kids. And so we just stopped trying. (laughs) And, um, you know, it doesn't happen this way for everybody, but for us. That's when we got pregnant again, and I was really scared. Because um, you're thinking, I'm probably going to go through another I'm miscarriage. I'm going to have another miscarriage, yeah. But, you know, several weeks went by, and, um, you know, more and more ultrasounds. We saw that he was healthy and growing, and <clears throat> so um, he was born healthy, and I thought, okay, we have our baby And having more kids was not on my radar at all. But before his first birthday, we found out we were pregnant again. And I was just shocked (laughs) and um, excited, of course. Um, But having two that close together was it, it was possibly one of the biggest trials of my life. So here you are. You've you've suffered through three miscarriages. You finally have what you think Mm-hmm. is going to make you a happy, like, yay, happy ending, beautiful family. You've got yeah. these great kids. Yeah. 
but you're still struggling in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because being a mom, instead of making all of those insecurities go away, it actually brought them to the surface mm-hmm. because kids are hard. Kids are super hard. And, and I think you always, well, a lot of women think I'm going to be the perfect mom. I'm yeah. going to do it better than my mom. I'm going to do it better than yes. all the moms. Oh, that was me. Yeah. I was the same way. I read all of the books and I was just going to be the perfect mother. And it is mm-hmm. not that easy. We all make mistakes in our own ways. Yes. And they really try your patience. Yep. And, um, I think for me, it just triggered a lot of, um, just the lack of confidence and the insecurity and the self doubt that was already there. Um, instead of, uh, decreasing it increased (laughs) with Mm -hmm. kids. And so I really had to face that and work through that. Well, and I think having kids can be another silent struggle. It's mm-hmm. just like with the miscarriage. It's like nobody talks about it. Nobody says, my kids are driving me crazy at home and I'm I'm losing myself or whatever. Uh-huh. You throw out there, being a mom is great all the time. I love it. And not that you don't love it, but we don't talk about mm-hmm. the real struggles enough because, again, right. I think we as women feel shame over it or feel like we're just not enough if we don't love motherhood every second of the day. Yeah, I definitely did feel a lot of shame about that um, because I really, I wanted to enjoy being a mom. Sure. And so I really tried to look for the good and and make as many good memories as possible and, and take pictures and and appreciate their little fingers and toes and faces. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did all that um, and I'm so glad that I did and I look back at things that I wrote and I'm... I'm really glad I captured all of that. Um, I could have done more for sure, but um, I just, you know, it it wasn't quite enough to just feel completely content with mm-hmm. my life. And so mm-hmm. that was a surprise for me and, and really set me on this journey of, okay, well, what is happiness then? Well, I think so many times we have this end goal, whatever it looks like, maybe it's having kids or or getting Mm -hmm. married or it's a financial goal or when we get into that dream home, then we're going to be happy. Mm -hmm. There's always that something that we're working for and striving for in this attempt to be happy. But, you know, you talked about this in your blog that we have to learn to be happy along this crazy journey, even when we're going through super tough things. If we're Mm -hmm. waiting to be happy We're just not going to find it. Yes. And that was it for me. Just realizing that there's nothing that's going to bring me happiness. It's not a matter of things working out or not working out. It's really a, it's really a choice and a state of mind. And it's, it's a learning process of, um, discovering who you are and what your purpose is. I think that's where happiness comes from. Yeah. Another point that you hit on your blog that I really loved was you said, that you've learned every struggle is different, but the pain is the same. And that's another huge point that I want to get across is that we need to start connecting instead of comparing. So I can sit here and I can say, you know what? I've never suffered a miscarriage. I don't know what that feels like, Mm -hmm. but I have suffered loss, you know, going through a divorce. I totally suffered, uh, 
the loss of that family unit and what that looked like in a picture frame and having that perfect family that I always wanted right. was shattered. It was losing the person that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. So in so many different circumstances, even though it's not the same thing that we're going through, I think we need to start connecting in those different ways, you know, because we've both suffered loss. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I have a friend who's been through something similar and it's, you know, for her, um, it's not a miscarriage, but it's just the loss of I might never have a baby again. And just like you said, so she hasn't even necessarily suffered infertility or what she just is done with that phase in life. Well, um, she's divorced. And so, you know, her future is she feels uncertain Mm -hmm. and and. So she could have more kids, but is she going to have that opportunity? She doesn't know. And so just, just that loss of, okay, I might, I might not have more kids. Right. Um, so it, it's a different kind of loss, but again, yeah, that pain is the same. And I remember when I was, um, going through my first miscarriage, um, there was a girl that I worked with and she had just gotten married and she had gotten pregnant right away Mm -hmm. and she was so upset and and stressed because they were poor that wasn't her plan (laughs) that wasn't her plan she didn't know how they were going to make it work Mm -hmm. you know um and here she had something you wanted yeah and I'm like for her it was a totally different trial yeah and so I think it took me a few years to really wrap my head around that and realize that, you know, her having a baby was in a lot of ways as big a trial as me not having a baby. Mm -hmm. And so just realizing we're all going through different things, but we're all hurting in some way. Yeah. So you end up having three kids eventually. Mm -hmm. And then just this past March, you ended up going through a fourth miscarriage. So talk about a little bit about that. Yeah, it was a surprise for me. I think that I thought I was past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... And your body did it three times, so... Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the the pain and, and the physical toll that that took on my body, it just brought it all back, those those previous three miscarriages, but, um, in a different way, it was, it's hard to explain, but, um, just the way that I felt losing this baby was different than the first three babies that I lost. And I don't think it's because I already had three kids and I was like, well, okay, but I still have kids mm-hmm. um, because in a way it was harder because now I know what I'm missing. You know, right. I know what it means to carry a baby. Sure. Before you'd never experienced that. Yeah. You knew you wanted it, but you, you didn't know what it felt like to be pregnant. You didn't know the joy mm-hmm. of, of giving birth. You didn't know the yes. joys that do come yes. with raising kids. And yes. so now all of that, you knew that was the potential inside of you and it wasn't going to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I was already picturing all of that and looking forward to it. And then it was taken away. And so I felt that loss uh, in some ways more deeply uh, because I knew what I was missing out on. But 
there was a piece there that I hadn't felt with my first three miscarriages. And I think it's because um, the insecurity and the shame, the self-doubt that I was talking about earlier, I had worked through a lot of that. So you were no longer blaming yourself with this one. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was able to accept it as this is part of just having a body that's not perfect yeah, and um, living in a world that's not perfect. I think also learning to accept our own emotions. So many times we go through something and you go to work and people say, how are you? I'm fine, which maybe that's even the right response for that context. Mm -hmm. But I know with so many things in my life, and I think a lot of people do this, go through something really hard and you are so afraid of even feeling all of those emotions that come along with it, that you'd want to just kind of sweep it under the rug and you don't allow yourself to properly grieve. Yeah. You don't allow yourself to be imperfect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel I should just be okay. You know, the world's going on around me. I need to be strong for my kids or just be that kind of what we've told ourselves is perfect. Right. And sometimes you really need to allow yourself to go through that grief process and accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think one beautiful part of that is learning that you will get through it and you will find happiness again. Right. Yes. And that's what I knew this time that I don't think I understood then yeah. is that even though bad things happen, I can still be happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to wait for that happy ending. Sure. Um, and so it doesn't doesn't look like putting on a smile all the time, but just being okay with the pain. Yeah. And just letting myself grieve. And I gave myself lots of time and space for that this time because with my third miscarriage, I I definitely got that message that I just needed to be okay and move on with it. And, um, that was a really difficult miscarriage for me. It, it took a few weeks for everything to leave my body. So I was bleeding for a long time, pretty heavily and having to be at work and also just devastated, you know, that the third time I'm going through this, the emotional aspect and, um, and yeah, at work, I didn't feel comfortable talking about it at that point I had a different boss and and still kind of new there actually very new there and um, so I kind of let them know what was going on but uh, it was in a really busy time and and I just felt like it was like all right just pick yourself up and keep they were going unsympathetic. yeah I don't think that they meant to be mm-hmm. um, but again it's one of those things that if you haven't gone through it mm-hmm. I think society brushes it aside like eh, right get over it and yeah for someone that has suffered a miscarriage they know they know how deep that loss is I've seen so many women talk about even though I haven't suffered it myself I've seen so many women talk about years and years down the road still feeling. Yeah. That loss. Right. Yeah. And I, and I still do. Um, but the really beautiful thing about this miscarriage is that it allowed me to process a lot of the pain that I hadn't before from the past that I just really buried. Sure. 
And so I actually think it takes more strength to face that pain and to let yourself grieve and and just be okay with it. Um, that was what I took away from this mar- from this miscarriage. And so, you know, when people asked how I was doing, I could say I'm doing okay. And I really felt it. Like I wasn't pretending. I wasn't trying to put on a brave face or, you know, fake a smile. Um, I really felt like I'm going to be okay. Like this is hard. This is hurt. This hurts, but I can feel the pain Mm -hmm. and it's okay to feel the pain and I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I know a really helpful thing for me too is the mindset that, these trials can be blessings or even that because I've gone through different things in my life, I'm almost one of the lucky ones because so it's so easy to look on social media or look at our neighbors and think, Oh, they look perfect or they seemingly don't have any trials. And so I want that. I don't want to go through anything tough or sometimes we even want this for our kids. I don't want my children to have to go through anything difficult. Mm -hmm. And I finally realized like, why am I fighting so desperately to not feel that pain or to not go through anything hard? Because Mm -hmm. every time I have survived it and gotten through it, I like who I am even better in the end, or I've gained so much from it. And so I've learned that we'll continue to go through hard things. Don't expect to not go through hard things or get to this place where we live happily ever after Mm -hmm. because you're just going to be disappointed in a sense. Right. And also when I go through something hard, I don't need to say, why me, God? Like, this isn't fair. How come Mm -hmm. my sister or my neighbor doesn't have to go through this? Are you mad at me? What did I do wrong? Yeah. It really can be for our good. Yes. Yes, and I, I've i learned that because those first three miscarriages, I felt that, you know, this is just not fair. Mm-hmm. But then I had these two and then three beautiful babies, and I saw other people I knew still struggling with infertility or having miscarriages, losing babies, and I thought, it's not fair that I have these kids and they don't that kind of guilt yeah and so really there's I mean life is just not fair either way um and so just accepting that that bad things happen and and they happen even when you think I'm doing all of the right things yeah I'm I am I used to have such that mindset of if I just do ABC I'm gonna get the result that I want Mm-hmm. And life is just not that easy. It throws these curveballs at us. Right. Yeah. And and bad things happen to all of us. Um, so I like what you said about not avoiding them. And mm-hmm. I think just just loving ourselves and loving our kids, loving others, that that is what gets us through hard times yeah. and not avoiding them. Yeah. I also think, you know, with you, it's a huge lesson to me. You're the type of person that honestly, from the outside looking in, I would think Jenny is perfect. (laughs) Jenny has a spotless home all the time and three beautiful children and (laughs) this this, this perfect family. (laughs) She's the perfect mom. She's always put together. When I'd see you, you always look cute. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But that was my perspective from the outside. And I had no idea 
even when I first met you, that you had suffered three miscarriages in the beginning. I didn't know that despite it looking like you were the perfect mom, and I'm not saying that you're not, but (laughs) I didn't know that you were struggling with being a, a new mother and all that can come with that. And so sometimes even these people that we think, oh, that's not fair. She doesn't have any trials in her life. <laughs> you know, I, I will look, I've always looked at my sister and thought, that's just, it's not fair. Like she doesn't get anything handed to her, but I don't live her life. And I don't mm-hmm. know what she's gone through, even though I'm super close to her. Some of the people were, were good friends with her or our family members, We don't know what mentally they've gone through. We don't know all of the secret struggles. So I just think we have to stop playing that game of it's not fair or I wish my life was like somebody else's. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. So what message would you like to send to someone that that is on a similar path that you've been on or has has gone through a miscarriage? You know, I've thought of that many times and I feel like it's it's going to be a little bit different for every person and and each miscarriage was a little bit different for me. Some were harder than others. Yeah. Um cuz no one knows what to say in a situation like that. I don't know what to say when mm-hmm. a good friend of mine, another friend of mine suffered a miscarriage recently and you want to be there and you want to be supportive but Oftentimes you're like, what are the, what are the right words or what's the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. I think just showing love. I mean, again, I think love is what gets us through hard times. Mm -hmm. And when bad things happen, love is what we fall back on. And so it's really interesting for me, again, just the difference between those first three miscarriages and then this fourth miscarriage, you know, the first three times, again, there was nothing anybody could say really to make me feel better. And a lot of times what people said made me feel worse, even Mm -hmm. if they meant well. And that was just the state of mind that I was in. It wasn't really their fault. No, it was what was going on inside you at the time. I wanted to blame them or blame myself. Yeah. Like, why would they say that? Yeah. But it was, it was really just a lot of shame and, and bitterness and, just feeling like things weren't fair. Um, and so this time around, I I was looking for the good, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I wanted to love people um, because I knew that's what would get me through it. And I just yeah. felt such an outpouring of support. And I think that all along people were, we're doing that for me and I just, I didn't see it before. And this time I could really appreciate it and let it carry me through. Mm-hmm. And so that was eye opening for me. Um, you know, so again, if you know somebody who's been through a miscarriage, just anything that you can do to just show love and support, I think means the world. And um, if you're going through a miscarriage, just, just realizing that everything you're feeling is normal and natural and let yourself feel it. Let yourself face it, work through it, write it down if you need to. Um, You know, those are the times where it just, it feels hard to pray or, you know, it feels hard to talk about it when people don't understand. Um, But I think again, just love Knowing that people love you, 
that um, you can show love for others, that God loves you, um, that that's what can carry you through. Absolutely. Well, I love your message on your blog. It's called thegooddaymom.com. What are some of the other things that you share on that blog if people want to follow you? Uh, Yeah, thank you. I have just started blogging. Um, I have a few posts there, and it's really just about um, this journey that I'm on of finding what happiness is all about and um, being being happy as a mom and helping your kids to be happy and um, overcoming hard things. Um, so I, I try not to sugarcoat things, mm-hmm. but I do want to encourage people that no matter what you're going through, that, that there's happiness for you. Yeah. Well, you'll always be a perfect mom in my eyes. So <laughs> thank you so much, Jenny, for sharing your story of love and loss and just how you've gotten through it all and, and learned to be happy along the way. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining this edition of Not The Way I Planned. If you like what you heard, you can find more at notthewayiplanned.com as well as Not The Way I Planned on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.